Hey everyone, <laughs> it's been so long, it's crazy. I miss everyone so much and by everyone, I mean my two listeners. One's my boyfriend and the other is my best friend. I'm just kidding, I always appreciate every single one of you guys who listen to me, but yeah. How is everybody? I know that it's been super long because... um I recently took a job at a national television, and then I quickly quit, actually. Um, It was a bit of a hefty gig, but yeah, I just didn't really feel like I could continue anymore because, I mean, I don't want to be naming names, and I'm not going to be naming names, but yeah, they didn't really have, like, you know, good enough protocols, like, amidst covid when we're filming, so I was just kind of like, yeah, you know what, yeah, I, I don't fucking know, dude, but, yeah, I recently quit, I'm currently unemployed, and I'm back onto watching more movies, which is great, because it's something that I haven't, that I hadn't been able to do for, like, two months or so, I think, which is why I've been so dry of material, but I am back, I am ready, now more than ever, but as of yesterday, I have watched 200 movies in 2020, which is kind of nuts for me because I kind of lack the attention span, really. Attention span, really. But um, we're all in quarantine, so I don't know. I don't think it's that impressive, really. But yeah, I've been on and off movie criterion channel even though i live in indonesia um oh my god did i just actually reveal my whereabouts wow anyways yeah i think i'm just gonna like round up the more the more memorable ones that i watched We're going to be starting from January. This is going to be quite a long episode. I'm sorry, but like, it's just been so long. I've been so aching to like, you know, speak. I yearn to speak. Anyways, um, okay. January, of course. (laughs) Portrait of a lady on a fire because of my gay ass. But yeah, I thought it was very good. I think everyone would agree. I just didn't really like the ending, but I'm not going to reveal anything, though. But yeah, I did like it. And then the next day, I watched Cats. I watched Cats. I liked it. Like, I had fun. As per my friend's review on it, Ollie, he said... And I feel like this is one of the best reviews he'd ever written. Uh, let's see. Oliver Rollings. Look me in the eyes and tell me this was trying to be good. Fuck you. I had fun. I know. I had fun watching it because I watched it with him as well. <clears throat> Apologies. But then I started watching Twilight again. 
Um, and the whole Harry Potter. I feel like I kind of like alternated between each of them. But, you know, like, they're fun to watch as well. I was just kind of like, oh, because I'd been camping and having road trips, I feel like, the whole January in Perth. Um, so, yeah, I hadn't really had the time to, like, sit down and watch things that require thinking. But I hate anything that requires thinking anyway, so, yep. And then, oh, I remember watching Ghost Rider at Seb's. Um, I think this is the second one because it's Spirit of Vengeance. I gave it one and a half stars. It's so shit. Um, but then I watched Tully. I think this was like right after I got back from Margaret River. It was like a three or four hour drive, I think. And... I went back to my apartment and Sam was just like, hey, let's watch Tully. Or maybe I was like, hey, let's watch Tully. I can't remember which is which. But yeah, it's it's the one with Charlize Theron and um, Mark or Jay Duplass. I think it's Mark. It could be Jay. It's Mark. See, I was right. Um, he's really cute. I love the Duplass brothers. But anyways, yeah, this is kind of like Shutter Island for bisexual moms, really. Um, I quite liked the first half of it, but the latter half was, like, terrible. I don't know. It's kind of harsh, but it's just the truth, baby. Um, and then the next day I watched The Lighthouse, which I've raved about so many times here. Or maybe not. Maybe I've only done it, like, once or twice. <laughs> But I liked it so much that I saw it again like a couple of days after in the same screening because it was Somerville in WA. So um, it was like in the Pines type thing, like an outdoor cinema. And Ollie and I made like this huge tub of salad that was like really good. Um, and we drank really good wine. Anyways, and I watched Good Time again. I think this was like around the time when I started kind of like, hey, we're anticipating um, Uncut Gems, so might as well, you know, like, watch the whole Josh, Benny thing, because after that I watched uh, Have You Seen My Car, which is one of their shorts, and then Goldman vs. Silverman, which is kind of like the accompanying, um, piece of The Good Time. Wait, not Good Time, Uncut Gems, sorry. Um, then I watched Black Balloon, Trophy Hunter, um, yeah, these are all Josh and Benny Safdie. And then 24th of January, I saw Disobedience, which is the, um, the lesbian Jewish British drama with <laughs> Rachel Wise and Rachel McAdams. And Sam said in verbatim, ah, oh, gosh, I love interracial marriage. Wait, sorry, interracial relationship. I thought it was funny. In retrospect, um, it's kind of offensive. But anyways. And then we watched Catch Me If You Can. I watched it at a tent. I think we were camping. Yeah, we were camping in Pemberton. And then like Dean was just like whipping um, his phone out and put it on like the ceiling of the tent. And then we watched Catch Me If You Can. But then I quickly fell asleep because... I think I was on something. But then I came home and I 
invited Ollie over and we watched The Cow, which I loved. Um, it's this Iranian drama by Dariush Mehruj. I totally butchered the pronunciation. I'm so sorry. But yeah, um, the synopsis is an old villager deeply in love with his cow goes to the capital for a while. While he's there, the cow dies. And now the villagers are afraid of his possible reaction to it when he returns. It's so fucking good. It's nuts. It's so good. I think it was like shot in black and white as well. But we love it. We love it so much. But we, yeah, we just love Iranian movies so much. I think this was like out in like 1969 or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay, and then... um. Like, very late January, I had to go back to Jakarta. And, yeah, I've been here ever since <laughs> because of COVID. And my visa got revoked. Wow, we're getting a bit too personal here. Yeah, I'd been depressed for, like, quite a while because of that. But it's fine. Um, I think the first movie that I saw moving back to Jakarta is 1917, which I didn't really like. Is it Denny Villeneuve? No, it's Sam Mendes. Oh my god, how dumb of me to say that. Roger Deakins was cinematographer though, I think. Yes, correct. I gave it a three and a half. It's fine. And then I saw Birds of Prey a couple days after. Um, okay, I gave it like a lower score than 1917, but I think I liked it more. Oh my god, I'm such a genius score and more. I'm sorry. But yeah, I really liked it and I quickly remembered that my brother actually made me like a Harley Quinn cosplay. It looked cute, but we couldn't really find the top. We could only find the bat, which was an amazing prop. I gave it a two and a half stars. Um... And then I watched Little Woman. I gave it a four and a half because, I mean, I don't know, as much as I'm, it's so A24. It's not even A24. It's Sony Pictures. But it's so A24 core. A24 core. I know that it's not a thing, but I want to make it a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked Little Woman because, I mean, come on, Florence Pugh's in there. And I love her so much. I don't even really like Sorsha Ronan. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, but yeah. Ollie told me that I kind of look like Florence Pugh. So I haven't really shut up about that. I feel like every single time someone says some anything, absolutely anything about Florence Pugh, I'd be like, yep. Someone told me I look like her. And then the next day I watched Lie Crazy. Am I just going to like run through every single thing I've watched? I don't know. Maybe I won't. Like, yeah, but I watched Lie Crazy because I got really sad because um, Lie Crazy is basically about this international student falling in love, blah, blah, blah. But then she got deported or something or not allowed entry back to... Um, America or something and I'm like bitch that's my life and then I around this time like all I did was just like call Ollie and Seb and just cry because I couldn't go back to Perth <sighs> oh well 
But anyways, and then I watched some Cut Gems um, February 10th, even though like it's 10 days late or something because it was, it had been out for 10 days. Yep. And then I watched Knives Out. Uh, what else? Ooh. I started um, my movie journey with Bare Necessity. It's French. And then I followed it with the plagiarists, and I liked it as well. Oh, and then I watched Nathan for You, Finding Francis, which is like the season finale. It's actually the series finale. It's so good. Like, I haven't... After I watched it, I cried for like two hours, maybe. It's so good. I love Nathan Fielder so much. Um. Oh, and then I watched The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. It's by Peter Greenaway, and I feel like I've talked about him a couple of times in my podcast i am not sure but i really do like him i love peter greenaway and this is like one of my favorites i think you, you know like the um the four spotlights in letterboxd this movie is one of them in my profile i really liked it i gave it a five stars everyone should go see it and everyone should love um peter greenaway and then I watched Safe. Yeah, I watched Safe. I quite liked it. It's Todd Haynes. Um, again, Julian Moore plays an unhinged woman. Um, and then I watched Parasite in Black and White. There was like, yeah, a black and white screening in one of those shopping centers in Jakarta. This was pre-COVID, I think. Um, and then I watched The Witch and mother which i liked i'm sorry i liked mother fuck all of you and then oh we had like this euro screen um festival in my city and giga and i went to watch soul kitchen it's by fatih akin um who directed uh, what's it called again um in the fade or something i really liked it and then we watched soul kitchen and, okay, if anything happened in the screening, because um, before the movie was screened, we had, like, a bit of a quiz time, pop quiz time, everyone, because it was at Go Gote Museum. Wait, not Museum. Institute. So, like, it's like this German institute or something. And um, they... The guy, the host was like, does anyone know any other German directors? And I stood up and I said, Fassbender, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> and then everyone just laughed and everyone said, ah, oh, he's a, he's an actor. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I couldn't, I knew that like what, who I meant was Rainer Fassbender, Rainer Werner, Werner, Werner. I should have said Werner Herzog. Herzog. I shouldn't have said Fassbender, even though I know that you guys know which Fassbender I I meant, right? Um, but before that, the same day, I went to see The Beaches of Agnes. This was like all pre-COVID. It's so fun. Um, and then I saw Swallow. I liked it. I gave it a four stars. And, ooh, the last thing that I saw outside before quarantine was Love in a Slice of Bread. Um, 
and endo it's cinta dalam sepotong roti it's by this indonesian director Gary Nugroho i quite liked it we watched it in celluloid and um yeah it was cute it was so cute <laughs> it was really cute i really liked it and i kind of looked like um the main protagonist yeah um i don't really Oh, this is when I started watching like a million things. I would watch like maybe three movies a day. Or maybe four. Because this was like around the time when South by Southwest um, made like all their short movie screenings free. Which is amazing. So I watched a lot of shorts. And yeah, I watched like maybe three Eric Romer movies. And okay. We're moving on to April now, and I watched One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead. I thought it was like Southeast Asian. It's Japanese. It's by Shinichiro Ueda. It's so meta. I'm such a huge fan. Um, it's so campy. It's it's quintessential camp. I loved it. Um, and then I started watching. Like a bunch of shorts, a lot of Maya Darren. Um, which one's this? Claudia Caldini, Jean Marie Straub, I think. Um, and then I watched A Woman Under the Influence. <clears throat> it's John Casavetes. John Casavetes. I'm so sorry. I know that one of my friends um, who enjoy him, who enjoys him, um, listens to a podcast so i'm so sorry you know who you are and then i started watching oh my, i rewatched handmaiden with giga because he hadn't seen it for some fucking reason um yeah it's one of my, uh, my top 50 i think it's very good i love it and then i started watching Valerie and borgique this is the strange case of dr jekyll and mr M- the Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Osborne by Valerian Borogic. He's so horny. Horny on Maine. Um, but I think this was like the first Valerian that I watched. And then I stopped for like a really long time. And I watched Immoral Tales like yesterday. Wow, we're skipping ahead. Um, but the next day I watched Hanagatami. Which was my 100th movie of the year. This was by Nobuhiko Nobuhiko Bayashi. And um, we watched this the day he died, apparently. I really liked it. I gave it a five stars. But also, like, this was very hefty. Um, but yeah, it was like 170 minutes long, I think. It wasn't an- it wasn't like anything I'd ever seen. It wasn't even like Haosu. It was like very different. But I think this was like a lot more melancholic. It was a lot more surreal. Um yeah. It was kind of creepy though. Had a bit of like that um obsessive, you know, like sexual pseudo horror. Um, then I watched um, Goodbye Dragon Inn, Siming Liang, love it. Sion Sono, I Am Keiko, love it. And then Teorema, Pasolini, duh. I watched this with I watched this with Ollie. 
yeah. It's very horny. It's very horny. And I love how the taglines, there are only 923 words spoken in Teorema. But it says everything. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but I don't want to say like theorem because it's boring. Um, then I, <clears throat> I started watching the whole Decalogue series anthology. There are 10 of them. I think my favorite one's the 10th, though. And the 6th. I'm just like looking at it based on my um, ratings, really. Yeah, I like the 4th as well, apparently. The rest I just gave like 3.5 or something. Oh, and then I rewatched um, Scenes from Marriage, which is one of my absolute favorites of all time. Because it's just comfortable. It's so comfortable. It's the first and last thing I've I'd ever like fallen head over heels for. I watched the TV version though, like the first couple times I saw it. But um, this time I saw the theatric theatrical cut. Still doesn't disappoint. And then I watched one at the verge of a nervous breakdown. Um, and then yeah, I rewatched Finding Francis again. Then I watched like a bunch of things. Rewatch a bunch of things and I watched another Siming Liang. What time is it there? Then I watched Millennium Actress Satoshi Kon. Um, it made me cry like a fucking baby. It was so sad. It's so, so, so sad. One of my favorite lines is um, maybe it's not the person that I really loved, um, it's the journey or something else. <laughs> like, um, because there was like a scene in there where, um, what's her name again? where Chiyoko went like I love him so much but I can't even remember his name and at this point I think I was like trying to get over someone that I loved so deeply but like couldn't physically see anymore um so I was like everything's so sad I hate everything and then I started watching like um really weird shorts after that really really weird shorts and then I watched Audition and then Raw Nerves a Lacanian Thriller sexy wasn't really I didn't really like it um oh and then I watched a timeless bottomless bad movie it was timeless it was bottomless and it was a bad movie but I really liked it I gave it a four and a half it's kind of like straight wise but just a lot more in your face and it was oh my god yeah it was fucking terrifying but I think everyone should go see it and then started watching a bunch of other shorts. But what I meant by shorts is that like they're mostly like 15 minutes or like 20. Uh, then I watched Devil Was Prada. Ooh, and I watched Comrades Almost a Love Story. One of my favorites. I love it. Love Maggie Chung. Christopher Doyle. Um, Leon Lai. I think it's by, yeah, Peter Chan. I really, really like this movie. And, um... Yeah, this almost a love story is almost perfect. It is it is hilarious. It is heartbreaking. Painfully aware, but also like super innocent. Um But yeah, and then I watched Noroi. Which was terrifying. Oh my god, I watched Annie Hall. I know that this was after I watched I'm sorry, after I read Elizabeth Wurzel Prozac Nation. <laughs> What happened to me around this time? I don't fucking know. 
But yeah, um, I think I just was. I was just a little depressed. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then I watched um, Lord of the Rings, like the trilogy, because Giga had never seen it. Like, I honestly cannot comprehend how some people still haven't seen it. Each to their own, I guess. And then I rewatched Twilight again. <laughs> I just love Twilight so much, it's fucking crazy. And the next day I saw The Pleasure of Being Robbed. It's um, Josh and Benny Safdie. It's quite short, it's like 71 minutes. It's kind of cute, though. It's about a kleptomaniac. And, you know... In New York. I've talked about this movie before. And then I watched a bunch of Agnes Varda. Because I think this was like around the time when, you know, like it was supposed to be her birthday. And then, yep, the trilogy, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of hopping into June now. Um, I watched Uncle Boonmi, who can recall his past lives. I think I've rewatched this movie like three times already. I love it so much. Ooh, and then I started, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of started like my Edward Yang journey with E, which I loved. I've also talked about this movie before. And then I watched The Land Beneath the Fog. It's a documentary. Um, in Indo, it's Kabut And then, oh, okay, we're kind of like hopping on to, yeah, and then I saw like Tokyo Sonata, but I've also talked about that, and a couple of Indo movies, Leftovers, or Tura, and City, both of which are, I think, my favorites um, of 2020. I mean, they weren't released in 2020, but among the favorites that I've watched this year. Not gonna go into details because I think I'm saving that for an episode of just like full Indonesian movies. And then we're hopping into July now. Wow, crazy. We have Safe again. Yeah, because this was when I, uh, Bibin and I saw Safe in subtitle. It's kind of like this tiny, like private, um, like screening thing. Just private theater. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then I watched a couple Indo horrors and Pedagore and Sacred. Um, yeah, I only watched three things in July, which was kind of nuts. But then again, like, I started, you know, like, having kind of like a real job, really. Not to say that any kind of job. Any kind, any other kind of jobs are, aren't real. Every job is real. What am I saying? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I only saw three things. And I think I was in my deepest creative rut. Because I feel like, I don't know, I'm only inspired after I watch something. Absolutely after I watch absolutely anything. I'd be so compelled to write. And I know that I shouldn't because I'm, a, I'm, I'm such a shitty writer. Um... Yeah, but it kind of gets my, you know, like, creative motors. I hate it. I hate the phrase creative motors. I'm sorry. Going. But, um, yeah, August, August. I only saw three things in August as well. I watched 
They Live um, by John Carpenter. And then I watched The Chicken, which is a short made by um, Bibin's friend. It was on Locarno Film Festival. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. I think everyone should go see it, but I don't know if you can see it anymore because um, the film festival's over. But it should be up somewhere on the internet. Once it's up on the internet, it's it stays there. It's never going anywhere except for my old MySpace pictures and my old Friendster profile. For some reason, I can't get a hold of those. Those were iconic. Those were so iconic, and I'm so sad that I, you know, like they're just left to oblivion now. Oh, and then I watched Symbio Psycho Taxi Plasm Take One. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This had been in my watch list for maybe like three years or maybe four, but I just hadn't really, you know, like found the means and, you know, like didn't know how I could obtain, acquire a copy of this. But apparently now it's up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, this is um, not really a mockumentary, but it's a documentary about making a documentary about a movie. Yeah, that's quite, yeah, that's a lot, man, I know. I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read the synopsis. In Manhattan, so just so you guys have, like get the gist of it. But in Manhattan Central Park, a film crew directed by William Greaves is shooting a screen test with various pairs of actors. It's a confrontation between a couple. Blah, blah, blah. Camera shoot to exchange. They have like lots of like split screens. This is out of script anymore. This is not in the synopsis. Um... Yeah, so everyone's just kind of like going batshit on each other. It's so meta. And William Graves just kind of like wanders around. He's such a bad director in the movie and I fucking love it. Yeah, and then the movie itself imposes a question of what's the nature of making a movie? Something that I haven't been able to answer as well, but it's fine. I hate questions and I hate answering them. I'm kidding. Um, but that was, like, my 199th movie, because, okay, my 200th is Softness of Bodies. <laughs> yeah, it's got Dasha of Red Scare in it. Uh, it's by Jordan Blady. Um, yeah, it's about Charlotte Parks, played by Dasha Nekrasova. <laughs> As a poet slash shoplifter in Berlin. She's American. Uh, also international. I mean, she's not an international student, but... I think she was going to get deported for, you know, like, being a shoplifter, basically. Because she was going to go to jail and, like... Yeah. It's so funny, because, like, I know that this sounds really shitty, but um, she's so unhinged, and such a hot mess and she reminds me a lot of myself <laughs> it's so shit I know I'm so sorry but surprisingly her acting is really good here um direction's quite okay but writing was writing was pretty good I really really enjoyed you know kind of like um the plot twists which I'm not gonna disclose here but I I quite liked it. I gave it a three and a half, actually. I thought it was going to be like, <clears throat> just another hipster 
movie by overly rich New York kids, NYU grads or something. Um, but yeah, I wrote about this movie. I said, this is The Pleasure of Being Robbed meets Good Time, the former by Josh Safdie, joined by his brother Benny in the latter. I thought the beginning was a little corny, but right after Charlotte, played by Dasha LMAO, says, I'm so sexy and fun. I'm so fucking doomed. It turned great. It did turn great after she said that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Apologies. But yeah, those are, you know, the 200 movies that I had seen in... 2020 which is kind of crazy because I feel like the year before that I only saw maybe half of it maybe like I saw 120 or like maybe just 100 and we're still like in August and um I hope I'm not going to be unemployed for a real long time now but I absolutely like I didn't have anything to do all I did was just like wake up put put on something and I wouldn't even, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this, <laughs> like, I would just, like, stay in bed for, like, you know, the whole day, and just watch, like, a million movies, and I think this was, like, around the time when I wasn't, when I hadn't really come to terms that I wasn't going to go back to Australia. <clears throat> I'm not going to go too much into details, but yeah, I was really sad, um, but it's fine. It's fine. I think now I've come to terms with it. I started like ap like actually doing things and started writing again. I'm currently writing on a script, which I <laughs> which I don't think I'm gonna be showing it to anyone anytime soon or if ever. But yeah. It's the state that we're living in right now. I've, um, I don't know. It's been, it's been a pretty bleak month, really. August is pretty bleak. Everyone's suffering, um, some more than others. I don't know how, like, why I started saying this, but I don't know. I just want to say, you know, like, take care of one another. I am in a bit of a rut right now. Um, again, don't want to go into details, but, um, movies have been making me feel a lot better, and I'm not, like, this is not a cry for help, like, I'm so depressed, like, watching movies is my only, like, escape or something, like, I mean, as much as it is, this is not the purpose of that, um, but it's funny how, like, unproductivity for me is, you know, like, ideal. Like, me being unproductive. Like, me actually, like, not, I mean, not not showing up to work, but kind of, like, leaving my job to um, watch more movies. It's such a big privilege. I know. I know. It's such a privilege that I acknowledge but I gotta make the most of it and actually create something out of it, really. Um, which is why, like, I've been been writing heaps. Which 
is why I've been feeling so inspired. I feel like ugh, there should be an occupation of just like watching movies. I know that that's what Roger Ebert did, but then he had to write about movies. And sometimes I just don't want to be doing that, man. <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, movies are so tight. Movies are my absolute, you know, I don't know where I'd be right now in life if it wasn't for movies and watching movies and, you know, being around people who love taking me to movies as well, love talking about it with me. Um, this got sentimental really quick. What the fuck happened? What in the world happened? Um, but yeah. I think that's about it for me. Let me know what you've been watching. Um, you know where I be. I am miso.soupy on Instagram or cutecomradgf on Twitter. <clears throat> yes, I'm sorry. It's a bit of a cringy username, cutecomradgf. But I am cute and I'm a, usually a commie. And I am everyone's GF. Yeah. I guess that's about it. And I'll catch you guys some other time. Peace out.